Are you a mom launching kids into adulthood? If so, you need to know about my Empty Nest Mom Retreat. It is the gathering for moms who have at least one child over the age of 18 or who have launched them all and have a full empty nest. September 27th through the 29th are the dates, and Cedar Lake Retreat Center in Cedar Lake, Indiana is the place. You can fly into Chicago airports and drive to Cedar Lake in a little over an hour. Come join me. Best Value Registration is available through May 27th, and space is limited to just 100 moms, so don't delay. Check out jillsavage.org slash retreat to register today. As I was becoming someone new because I was accepting God's invitation to growth, what it did is it actually began to benefit Mm -hmm. our marriage because you saw those changes. You're listening to the No More Perfect Podcast, where we talk about strengthening the relationships that mean the most to you. I'm Jill Savage, and I live in normal Illinois. I'm committed to talking honestly about the messy, less than perfect, but normal stuff of life. I'm so glad you've joined me. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to the No More Perfect Podcast. You know, the topic we're going to talk about today is a topic that all of us deal with at one time or another. And so I've asked my hubby to join me today, and we're going to talk about waiting. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you, honey? Oh, man, I would. (laughs) Uh, And I know that from many of the people we coach, waiting is a common part of the human journey. It is. It is. You know, a lot of times we deal with it in the marriage environment, but goodness, there's waiting for physical healing. Yeah. There's waiting for a prodigal to return home. Waiting for relationships to mend or to heal. Mm -hmm. Waiting for trust to be rebuilt. Yeah. Uh, waiting for jobs or careers to to take off, and uh, that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes even waiting for opportunities. Yep. Um, in the you know in our work environment, but also in ministry, mm-hmm. um, in volunteer settings, waiting for our spouse to engage in the marriage. Maybe they're a little checked out. Yeah. We're waiting for them to engage. So waiting. He's a part of the human experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I would say that most of us don't really tend to wait well. No, we don't. We get a little impatient. Yeah. Maybe a lot impatient. <laughs> yes. Yes. Waiting with uh, huge expectations of the timing or the result and the outcome and it not happening in our timetable. Mm-hmm. Or even not happening in the way that we want it to. Mm-hmm. So the steps, the timetable, all of that. 
But today, we really want to kind of flip the script for you on the topic of waiting. And we want to help you to think about waiting in a different way. We want to invite you to think about waiting as an invitation to growth. And that has probably been the biggest lesson we've both learned about waiting. Yeah. From various aspects of our lives. I can imagine that when you said that, Jill, somebody, some of our listeners just had a bristling and a reaction. <laughs> that maybe they want to throw their phone <laughs> across the room. Or, or, <laughs> or maybe we should take a commercial break and allow them to go get their phone. <laughs> oh, wait, we don't have commercial breaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean... It, it is. It's a hard concept for us to come to understand and to even accept that waiting might actually be a gift. Yeah. I, I can think of just the little verse, wait upon the Lord, and mm-hmm. how terribly painful that is. Uh, and we all in our faith and our confidence and our trust want to say, oh, we totally, uh, we'll wait on the Lord till we can't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or until we want to throw a temper tantrum yeah. and say, I have been, been waiting. Long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. And so I think that, you know, I, I mean, I know for me, my journey of, understanding the power of waiting probably really began when I, you know, during our dark marriage season, when I um, believed for our marriage and when I worked uh, hard in that waiting season on myself and ultimately did see that as an opportunity for growth. And I used that dark season as an opportunity for growth. But I would say since then, I have learned how to do that in other waiting circumstances. Yeah. And I have seen that that wasn't just an invitation to growth in the marriage environment. It was, it's really any time we wait is. God issuing us an invitation to let the impurities rise to the top so mm. he can scrape them off, uh, kind of like what they do when they refine um, silver and gold and mm. precious metals. I think that often happens in a waiting season because there's a lot that bubbles up inside of oh, us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot that bubbles up. And And so, really, it becomes this invitation to look at what's bubbling up inside Mm -hmm. of us. Um, And I know for me, I had to realize that I was uh, seeing, well, I was like making, saving my marriage an idol. Well, so that was bubbling up inside of me. There were places that pride was bubbling up inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, impatience was bubbling up inside of me. Demands bubbling up. And it was like, okay, I need to look at these. And and I really 
God doesn't want these in my heart. Mm-hmm. He wants me to identify them and deal with them and scrape off these impurities. Yeah. And so, you know, that's where I first started to understand it was in looking at how sin kind of rises up in your life during a waiting season. But I think the other thing that rises up is just immaturity. And so it's an invitation to grow in maturity. And I know for me, during that first waiting season that I ever identified as a waiting season, Mm -hmm. when I was waiting for you to make your U-turn, the other piece of it is I had to begin to realize that I was, I had some growing up to do emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to look at the sin in my heart and scrape off those impurities. But I also needed to look at the places that God wanted me to grow up emotionally mm-hmm. and really do some personal work. Yeah. And then also to grow up in how I loved. Yeah. Because my love needed to grow up. I only knew how to love somebody who was loving me back. I didn't know how to love somebody who wasn't loving me back. So all of that is when I began to realize, okay, I need to look at the sin in my heart, the things that are bubbling up to the top. I I have an invitation to grow emotionally and I have an invitation to grow in my love. And then I think the the final one is an invitation to grow spiritually. Mm. So to grow spiritually was to really deepen my trust mm-hmm. in the Lord, deepen my understanding of how his word and his truth could carry me. Mm-hmm. When, uh, as you were talking through that, Jill, uh, what I uh realized is that as i went through that and as i can continue to go through those deepenings Mm -hmm. that uh, i can stand confidently on a truth that i can wait and accept that god is working on my behalf or i can wait and accept that god is working for my good because in the past, mm-hmm. I didn't believe that. I didn't believe that God was working on my behalf or working for my good, that I felt like he was punishing me by making me wait. Mm-hmm. Almost like go sit in the corner and when you finally get perfected, I'll bless you. Mm-hmm. And uh, At which that came from the messages from your own childhood. Sure. The yep. way in which your stepfather operated out of punishment and mm-hmm. anger, yep, and um, and really the abandonment that your biological father, yeah. So yep. those messages have been there for a long time. You just impose them on. Hey, that's the way God works too. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize it mm-hmm. till uh, I was able to get clarity to the Lord really revealed that to me uh, in recent years. So that, that was just a, an incredible gift of, of peace and grace and hope and confidence as 
I'm in the waiting as God deepens me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that has certainly come into play in the last year and a half as you have walked through the situation with your uh, eye. Uh, so for those of you that are new listeners and you don't know our backstory, I guess we, you know, we've kind of referred here to our dark season in our marriage. Uh, just to give people a little context, we had um, a dark season in 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. Mark lost his way. He had an affair that lasted a year. But then in 2012, Easter Sunday, he made a U-turn. Yeah recommitted to our marriage and um we've called ourselves mark and jill 2.0 ever since yeah um but that's when we're referring to this waiting season the dark season that's what we're referring to um but then in the last year and a half mark has been battling a a detached retina detached retina i had four surgeries and four retina issues and last year in 2022 yep Mm -hmm. and now i am waiting for a next surgery coming up to hopefully uh, restore your sight yeah and yeah a a cornea transplant Cornea transplant yeah and uh definitely it's been super hard not being able to see out of your right eye and i can it's like there's a smudge, oh, like a grease smudge over my eye, so it I can see enough that it's annoying, right. and it's right. it's been uh, it's been incredibly hard. And I would say in the past I would have not handled this well, mm-hmm. but I have really uh, accepted that God is working on my behalf that I can navigate the hardship of waiting and not get all twisted up over it. Mm -hmm. And so when you think of the last year and a half as an invitation to growth, is it primarily those two truths that you feel like God's given you an invitation to grow in? Or do you feel like there have been some other areas of your life? Well, I, I think that out of those truths, that I don't have to, I don't have to respond like a toddler. I can stay steady. I can not wallow in uh, disappointment. So wallow means woe is me. This is terrible. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I'm being punished. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, we can take that to extremes, but definitely that is a part of my whole. Uh, history and so uh, but I I just think I the confidence of I can be steady and stable and I don't need to uh, I can be in control of my emotions mm-hmm. which that is new for me in the last 12 years mm-hmm. uh, definitely emotions controlled me in the past right right so another Um, area that you know i often work with coaching clients on is um, particularly those in the empty nest Mm -hmm. and sometimes their kids uh, who have left the nest are not engaging with them in the way that 
they want them to in the way that they envisioned they would. Maybe there's even been an alienation. Maybe there's been conflict. There's been an alienation and they're waiting for them to engage or to respond. Mm -hmm. And again, in that kind of an environment, I 100% believe it's an invitation for our own personal growth. Mm-hmm. So that could be an invitation to grow to trust God in the waiting. It could be an invitation to personal emotional growth. Um, there's a lot of empty nest mamas out there that are taking their kids' uh, actions personally. And that's not it's not healthy. It isn't emotionally healthy. It's not about you. Don't make it about you. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of us don't know how to do that because we've been making things about us our whole life. Mm-hmm. So this is where it becomes an invitation to growth that maybe some counseling would be helpful for, some coaching would be helpful for. Um, I mean, it's not just, oh, let's notice this. No, let's get after mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's a matter of, you know, um, is digging into God's word on a certain topic. It could be picking up a book and reading uh, about it. I know during our dark season, for me, I began to realize that I was emotionally an avoider. And so I was like, I have to get after this. Like I, whether our marriage made it or didn't make it, I had some growth that I needed to do. And so I think that that was really an important season of my life where I got after the emotional growth and started working on leaving, avoiding Mm -hmm. uh, in in the past. Mm -hmm. And as I left avoiding in the past, I became more secure. I became um, more loving. I became more compassionate. Uh, all of that was as I was becoming someone new because I was accepting God's invitation to growth. What it did is it actually began to benefit mm-hmm. our marriage because you saw those changes. And so sometimes, even if we're not talking about a marriage situation, we're talking about it, a situation with an estranged child, um, you know, and you might say, well, they don't interact with us at all. How in the world can I know? Well, sometimes, you know, by they, they start to know by secondhand knowledge, because mm-hmm. if, if, um, you're always complaining to Aunt Sarah, and then Aunt Sarah talks to him, and Aunt Sarah communicates, your mother's really upset, then they're still getting the information, even if they're not having a conversation with you. So when you start interacting with Aunt Sarah differently, it often will pass on, mm-hmm. and, and even in secondhand information. Yeah. You know, I think as you were talking, the what's fascinating to me is how much our flesh will raise up in these opportunities of growth, mm-hmm. in these opportunities that we have 
<clears throat> to to deepen and to first corinthians 13 11 to uh, grow up mm-hmm. to not uh, act like a child anymore and uh man our our flesh just so often wants to make even the hardship of waiting about what other people are doing to us yeah and it's n- not that at all it's just we're having to wait mm-hmm. and uh i think that's been part of a, a big shift for me that uh to stop blaming or being defensive or accusing others for my place and accepting that no i'm just waiting it's nobody nobody's done this to me uh what is the good that god is trying to reveal to me or even what do i need to see that i'm not able right that we can't move forward on mm-hmm. until i see it yeah you know yeah. there's like um you know we've uh we've had quite a few couples over the years where one spouse will really pull back from the other and then and then the spouse that gets pulled back from is like accusing them of pulling back but they're not stopping and going what am i doing mm-hmm. that is contributing to the pulling back right and that's the power of the weight mm-hmm. is you know, what we want to do is we want to blame the other person for what they're doing. But in reality, we've got this invitation to look at ourselves mm-hmm. that we're not taking. Right. And right. I think oftentimes uh, God just allows us to stay in this place of waiting uh, to give us time for that growth, mm-hmm. that needed growth. Yeah. And that growth, you know... I mean, I know for me, like when I was starting my um, my emotional journey, I was reading the book, How We Love by Mylon and Kay Yurkovich. That was really insightful. I was mm-hmm. reading a book called The God-Empowered Wife. That was really convicting. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I was going to counseling and I was talking about both of these with my counselor, trying to sort through... And trying to take a look at what I needed and where I needed to grow. Yeah. I think one of the areas that we can struggle in as well is entitlement and pride. Mm-hmm. Like, I shouldn't be doing this. This shouldn't be happening. Uh, I And we start demanding for the wait to end. Yes. <laughs> and the wait. It's like the wall of waiting gets deeper or thicker, and we get further from the gate of freedom because mm-hmm. we're fighting the weight. Mm-hmm. And if we would accept the weight and become resolute to learn to to open our eyes to see what uh what the possibilities are the door to freedom is closer well you get all tangled up on the inside i mean just take your eye for example there's no there's nothing that you're going to change there that in you know your waiting is going to actually change what can happen with your eye necessarily yeah but you can change what's happening inside of you right yeah 
that is huge. And you just use the word freedom. Honestly, you could have been spending the last year and a half all bound up yeah. in anger mm-hmm. and offense mm-hmm. and uh Bitterness, Demand, bitterness, demands yeah. of God, yeah, um, misassigning mm-hmm. the circumstances, yeah, to something that God is doing to you, yeah, all of that, mm-hmm. and so you could have been like bound up, and in and Mark one would have actually possibly been there, possibly. Okay, Mark 1.0 would have been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I yeah. just say I'm really glad that <laughs> yeah. you had a detached yeah. retina after you became Mark 2.0? <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah, I I would have been a mess. And yeah. Because I can think of other seasons in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you, I mean, I, I have, I don't ever remember major seasons of waiting in our life before. You've spent a lot more time waiting because you've had a lot more expectations of life mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And so therefore you almost have created your own waiting. Yeah. And yeah. so you've really uh there have been other seasons that were hard mm-hmm. seasons, they were long seasons, you viewed them as a waiting season and you were a mess and we all paid for it. Yeah. Because you were angry, mm-hmm. you were worked up, you were, right. you were blaming all kinds of circumstances. Mm-hmm. And um, and so really, you were bound up in those. But yeah. now, it's been a less than ideal situation, for sure. Mm-hmm. But you have certainly found yourself in a much more peaceful place. I have. Yeah. And I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I look back and definitely this isn't unique for me that Mm -hmm. uh, so many of us struggle with the waiting. And though there is such power in the contentment and the peace that comes in our decisions to accept the wait Mm -hmm. and to accept the possibilities on the other side of the weight. Mm-hmm. And we don't always end up with a good, like the ending that we wanted. No. On the other side of a weight. No. But when we've allowed God to grow us, mm-hmm. we're much more able to handle whatever the outcome is on the other side. Yeah. And even if that outcome involves grief, mm-hmm. it doesn't turn out the way that we wanted it to. Right. But when we have accepted that invitation to growth spiritually, emotionally, then we have a different place of peace. Yes, totally. And that's part of the possibilities mm-hmm. that being able to receive the gifts that are in the waiting for us mm-hmm. that we would have that we weren't receiving when we were trying to force the resolve mm-hmm. and force the outcome. Yeah, exactly. If you're waiting for something in your life, then we do and we do encourage you to embrace the invitation to growth. And 
if you're waiting in a relationship, there's a couple of other things that I just want to encourage you in as well. Um, and that is just some principles that we've learned and that we, you know, we do learned in our own life, but we've also helped other people do and seen them use. And one of those is you go first, mm-hmm. you go first, like oftentimes we keep waiting for the other person to make the right moves. And we forget that there are some right moves mm-hmm. that we can make. And so um, we need to own our part. We need to clean up our side of the street. We need to go first because the call is on our heart from God. It's not based upon what the other person does or doesn't do. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes if we go first, if we do the right thing first, um, then really we can walk through it with a clean heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that really is, I found was really important. Yeah. The second is run after personal growth, like get with a counselor, make a coaching appointment, get emotionally healthy, learn how to move from uh, whether you're anxious attached, avoidant attached, uh, learn to move to being secure attached. And if you don't know what those words are, you need to check out our episode with Mylan and Kay Yurkovich, um, where we talk about uh, attachment in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, you know, that personal growth is an important part of it. And then I would say, if you're waiting w- on another person, um, whether it's your child, your spouse, a friendship, an extended family member, have compassion for their wounds mm-hmm. because they're they're in the place that they're in because of their own woundedness. And oftentimes that woundedness is way before you ever existed in their life, but it has raised back up in uh, this difficult uh, situation right. in their life right now. And so um, oftentimes when there is an alienation or a difficult situation or there's conflict, then we're quick to label, we're quick to accuse. And it's really important that we see them through the lens of their own hurts. Mm-hmm. And that will increase compassion. Yeah. So one of the things we say in our um, The Weight Is Not Wasted course, uh, which we have a course that we designed for anyone who was waiting on a spouse to re-engage in their marriage or believing, like standing for their marriage, believing that their marriage could make it if they can both get on the same page. So we created it for that, but we've actually had people in all kinds of waiting situations. We have, yes. We've had some waiting on a child to return. Um, You know, they look past the context that we occasionally mention about marriage. Um, And really, it's a a personal growth course. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah. It's a personal growth course. It's And one of the things that we say is, if you're in a really crappy situation in your life, take that crap and use it as fertilizer for growth. Yeah. And, and that's what we try to do with 
um, the weight is not wasted course. So if you are waiting, particularly if you are in a difficult situation and you're believing for your marriage and you're not in an unsafe situation. So, you know, your personal safety is very, very important. Your emotional, physical safety is very important. But if you are, um, are waiting, do check out our The Weight Is Not Wasted course. You can go to uh, markandjill.org slash waiting. That's markandjill.org slash waiting and, um, and learn more about the course. We also have a free, um, we actually have a free webinar, which we'll put in the show notes. I don't have like a quick URL for that, um, but we have a free webinar that you can take uh, where we talk about that waiting season in our marriage, the things that I did while I was waiting, the way that God grew me, and you and I both share in that free mm-hmm. webinar. So um, we can uh, send that um, or put that in the um, the show notes as well. Um, but uh, don't uh, don't miss out on the invitation, no matter what it is that you're waiting for. Don't miss out on the invitation that God has for you mm-hmm. to grow, to get to know him better, to grow spiritually, to grow emotionally, and uh, also to look at the places that he wants to uh, raise out those impurities and send yeah. them off the top. Yeah. I think uh, in all of that, too, to discover the better you Mm-hmm. To discover the deeper you, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty darn cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree, and that's the ultimate invitation. Yeah, because when when we hear or see things as an invitation to growth, God's inviting us to become more of who He created us to be, mm-hmm. and and ultimately more like Him as well. Mm-hmm. More of a reflection. Yes. Him. Yeah. So will you close in prayer? I will. And pray for those that are listening and joining us. Lord, uh, you know, for every person who's listening, who's waiting, Lord, uh, that you would uh, take them by the hand mm-hmm. and help them to just breathe, mm-hmm. uh, to accept the weight and Lord to um, be open to what it is that the weight is trying to reveal, the weight is trying to express, uh, Lord, that that they would find the path to a deeper self. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that, you would be glorified. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining me today on the No More Perfect Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future conversations. You can find the show notes and links to anything we talked about over on jillsavage.org slash podcast. I hang out on Facebook and Instagram and would love to connect with you there. You can find me under the name jillsavage.author. One more thing, we have three free ebooks that we'd love to give you. You can find them at jillsavage.org slash free. See you next week where we'll have another conversation about the real stuff of life and relationships.